Once upon a time in a magical land of make-believe and mystery, there were two girls who dreamed that one day the stories they read in books would come to life. They often wondered what it would be like to see characters from those books live in their world and even interact with characters from other books. Those dreams have come true and those girls are now grown, but their imaginations are still filled with the magic of childhood and every week they like to take an adventure beyond Storybrooke. Ruthie. Hey, Karen. Well, at least it's true. It's two girls. That's right. <laughs> I'm Karen. And I'm Ruthie. And welcome to Beyond Storybook. We're filling in this week. Yes, our girls are um, at the New Media Expo. And so they did a call to action for uh, their fellow GSM hosts to see who could substitute for them. And us being the heroes that we are, we stepped up. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. That's right. Bah, bah, bah. We both watched Once Upon a Time, and we were happy to step in for them and uh, yeah. do a yeoman's job this week and try and fill their boots, as it were. That's, that's right. Their that's curly-toed exactly. boots. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we're going to discuss Once Upon a Time. Season 4, episode 18, Heart of Gold, which aired April 12, 2015. Yes. Very good. I think, wasn't, because last week was Easter, yeah? So this is coming off of a... A, a break. A two, yeah, a slight break, a one-week break or mm -hmm. what have you. A little hiatus, so. yeah. Yes, a mini hiatus. Not like the hiatus they had before. No, thank goodness. I know, my goodness. Craziness. Yeah. It's almost like they have two... Too many seasons crammed into one sort of, I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's always uh, a couple breaks, usually a winter break. But, mm -hmm. this, but this, this year so seems long. to have a, it seemed to have a weird little spring break time thing. Yeah. Well, the break that they had between the fall and the spring was super duper long. Mm -hmm. Way too long, I think. I agree. But what do I know? I know. I just, yeah. I was jonesing. I know. Like finally it's back. I'm like, yes, it's back. I know. And it came back with a vengeance too, right? No doubt, no doubt. Crazy town. So what do you rate this one? Well, I okay. I have mixed feelings about this episode. I know there are a lot of people out there who thought it was just the bee's knees, but I am going to give it an eight point four appropri appropriated horses. And I think you and I are on the same wavelength. I yes. gave it 8.5 deleted phone numbers. <laughs> and um, I really thought it was super good. There were nits I have about it, which yes. is why it brought it down a little bit. But um, wow. Uh, there were parts of it that were brilliant, too. So yes. uh, we'll get to that. Uh, let's talk about the listeners' feedback, though. Yeah, you guys sent in your ratings as well. Um Chris Tipton is one of those people who really, really super liked it. He gave it 10 out of 10 coal hearts. Mm-hmm. And Faith McQuinn gave it 9.5 magical arrows and said it loses half a point because the author's capture was just too convenient for her taste. Yes. And then Justina, um, friend of the show, Justina, I would say, 
gave it eight out of ten six-leaved clovers. Yep, and you'll hear that in her feedback. But yes, hi Justina. Hi, Madam Butterfly. I will say. Yeah, that's right. She's awesome. <laughs> um, so, shall we summarize the show a little bit? Yes, let's do it. All right. All right. So. Our episode starts off pretty much exactly where the previous one left off. Um, you've got the, you know, previously on Once Upon a Time. And then it goes right into the author ducking out of the wherever they were and basically disappearing into thin air. I was a little surprised that he was able to vanish so quickly. But I digress. <laughs> um, already. That's right. Uh, okay. So then... Um, we kind of have a moment between Emma and her parents, uh, Emma and the Charmings. They're chasing after the author. Uh, she goes a tiny bit ballistic on, on them about the happenings of the previous episodes. And she kind of yells at them a fair bit about what they did. And as the author is uh, trotting off into his hopefully forever after... He stumbles into gold, of course, and then gold tells him you can't use that whatever you're using because it's not a magical tree. There's no magic here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, and the author goes, darn it. I know. Dang, he breaks his, <laughs> breaks his little... Now, can I ask you a question here before you yes. continue? Yes, please. I understand that they're just setting up the story for the rest of the episode, but why do they just drop the whole charming storyline? I have no idea. They just pretty much just brought it up and then gone. Yeah. They didn't ever go back to it. No. That was pretty much just um, remember what we were fighting about moment, I think. Okay. And I mean, that's all it was to me. It was like, I'm still mad at you and here's why. Just in case you guys forgot because we were gone for a week. Okay. Plus, that's where we (laughs) left off. So. Exactly. Bloom. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Rumpel has already... Uh, figured out that Regina was being deceptive and so he's captured her too and then this is the basically this is like the segue into uh, when Robin had to leave Storybrooke Storybrooke in order for uh, Marion to not die from the Ice Queen's shenanigans and shenanigans that's right was that nine weeks ago uh, that's what they said. Nine weeks, yes. Yeah. Squiggly line, squiggly line, squiggly lines. Nine that's weeks right. Ago. Doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, so, um, so yeah, so basically this was kind of just a setup so that we could see this backstory. And to me, I'm like, oh, yay. I love backstory. So then we see what happens to Robin. We see Robin disappearing out of, uh, Storybrooke and, um, Next scene, they're in New York. Everybody's, you know, it's loud. I've never been to New York, but I've heard all about how loud it is and horns are honking all the time because, yeah, I don't know why. They just, oh, they always want to honk their horn. But anyway, so they're honking the horn. New York is very loud. Marion gets her purse stolen. Robin appropriates a horse, chases the thief down and says something along the lines of a thief who steals from those in need has no honor. And before he beats the snark out of the thief who has no honor, he kind of looks around and notices he's kind of gathering a little bit of a crowd. So he lets him go. Gotta go. Yep. All right. Fine. Get out of here, prick. And (laughs) 
So he uh, then they're in uh, they're in Neil's apartment, which uh, Regina, maybe Regina or Emma, somebody gave gave him the key to because where else are they going to go? And I was kind of wondering this before I get too off topic from my summary. I was kind of like, what what the heck are they going to do? But you know, it makes sense that they said, here, go here. Here's a place to stay. Um, and then of course, Gold walks in because he's also been banished, if you recall, by Bell, who used the dagger um, to kick him out. And he, he, so he's there in the apartment and immediately starts having chest pains Robin I guess takes him to the hospital because he's there in the hospital and um, to get himself fixed more or less the doctors tell Robin that or the doctors tell Gold have told Gold that it's a heart attack and diet something about diet and exercise which really kind of cracked me up a little bit <laughs> yeah. and, um, and then you go back to I, I think it said Sherwood Forest a long long time ago or whatever yeah. Same same thing as it always is. It's always a long, long time ago. Um, in a forest far away. Right. In a forest far away. It's exactly right. <laughs> um, and there's, lo and behold, it's Robin Hood, except for he's a barkeeper. And Marion is a bar winch. And they are being hassled by the sheriff of Nottingham, who is all about the taxes. So, so now they've changed his story a little bit from the classic Robin of Loxley. Yes. He was a thief who tried who, to go the straight and narrow. Right. And he, tried to, he tried to go straight. And he's just low on his taxes. He's, right. he's behind. So behind he's not this noble that is related to the king and the king's off fighting. Right. There's another whole backstory, which is fine. I don't mind if they change it a little bit. It was just weird. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I, I'm thinking about the taxes and I'm like, read Italian mob or whatever gang hustling, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. street, street money thing, protection, sure. protection money, whatever money. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I got about the feeling. But it was back like the, then, taxes were the thing. Right. And you know, yeah. that's the, that's the old timey way to say, you better pay me my respect money kind of a thing. Right thugs do now i guess but anyway it was kind of funny i was like oh yeah taxes and i'm doing right. air quotes quote quote yeah yeah exactly air quotes taxes so basically that's the story the story is um the modern robin and rumpelstiltskin and then uh the old time far away long ago rob or rumpelstiltskin and robin hood and did you like um, the fact that when Rumple showed up in the bar, he kind of put on a an English accent at the beginning? <laughs> did you notice that? Um, Just I'm before he put his hood down, he did like a cockney thing and then he put his hood down and he was back oh, to his regular. Did he? Yeah, a little <laughs> tiny bit. I thought it was funny. Deary. Yeah. Funny. I'm not quite sure that I necessarily paid attention to that. So uh, good looking out. It was really funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so to make this long summary shorter, we've got the um, basic story between what happened a long time ago and what's happening now. Um, Gold wants Robin to steal something that just so happens to be in Oz, where uh, Robin meets Will Scarlet, we assume, for the first time. Uh, he also meets Zelina. And we assume for the first time. And then 
in present day, Gold also tasks Robin to go and steal the same thing that he tasked him to steal in the A Long Time Ago story, which is an elixir of something fixing wounded heart, something or other, something. <laughs> Hold on, let me find it. <laughs> Basically, it's the thing that will save his life in modern day times. And we don't really know why he wanted it in the past, I think. But now we know that it's what's going to fix his very dark heart. Um, the elixir of the wounded heart. That's right. The elixir of the wounded heart. So, um, as, uh, so Robin successfully steals it in both modern and long time ago time. And he gives it to gold. But lo and behold, sweet maid Marion actually turns out to be Wicked Witch of the West, Zelina. Mm. And she shows up and boy, I got to tell you, I really like this whole exchange between um, Rumpelstiltskin or gold and Zelina. But anyway, mm -hmm. she tricks him and says, ha ha ha, I switched the potion. Here's the real stuff. If you want the real stuff to save your to save your life, then you're going to have to fix me, um, fix me into your plans for your happy ending with the author or whatever kind of a thing. Basically, it's, it's the whole show, I guess, is her, it's her party, I guess, basically. That's right. Um, so there's more, you know, more stuff between Robin and Marion and Robin and Gold and Golden Zelina and all that kind of stuff. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, and the show pretty much ends back in um, back in present day Storybrook with Gold saying to Regina, you know, call Robin, and of course Zelina answers, and she's like, "You knew the whole time." She's yep. not too not too pleased about it, and this is apparently the thing that will um, will cause Regina to do whatever Gold says. Correct. So. And she says, I will not help you turn Emma into a dark whatever or something. Or I won't help you turn Emma dark or whatever. And he's like, really? Is that your final answer? And I was thinking, who wants to be a millionaire? Right, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then I'm kind of, well, anyway, then the episode ends abruptly. And um, slight spoiler, the scenes we get from next week have nothing to do with what we just saw. So, right. Apparently. Although... I mean, you know, who really knows? It's it's one of the villains, and we know she's after her happy ending as well. So right, it's going to tie in. It's just you know, how's it going to weave into this? Whole exactly. Tapestry, well, I mean, they didn't. So. Yeah, they they didn't really give us any any clues as to what might happen in this one. It was it was like pretty much just an entirely different story. Is kind right. of what it seemed like. Right. Although we know it's going to fit together, it's just they didn't show us any of. Any of the fitting together stuff, I guess, right. which is fine. You know, I don't, I don't mind. And if you don't leave before the spoilers, because I have some treats for you guys at the end. But I will announce beforehand, if you don't want to be spoiled, right. you can leave. Uh, but I do have a few little spoilers at the end. So okay. um, if you want to know some spoilers, I'll give them to you. Right. But if you're spoiler averse, we will alert you. I so will that announce I it so you can cut us off that's right um so anyway that wraps up so that was very the long episode 
or summary. <laughs> it was crazy town, right? I mean, totally crazy town. I mean, it was cray with a capital cray. Cray cray. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay, let's talk about, let's, I, I know we're going to go a little out of order here. Yes. Because, and there's a reason for this, because the Game Changer moment has a lot to do with how we're going to discuss this episode. So let's put the Game Changer moment here and Game Changer. Yes. The Game Changer moment is obviously Zelina having killed Marion and taking her place. Because that is the linchpin of this whole storyline. Yes. And I have to agree 100%. That is absolutely the game changer moment for this episode. And it blew my mind. And I really, really, really liked it. Yeah. I honestly think it's the game changer for this half of the season. I mean, not. Yeah. I would agree wholeheartedly. Taking, taking out most of the frozen part. Because that doesn't have a lot to do with this part of the season. Right. Um, that was kind of its own self-contained arc. Um, the only thing different about it was that they came through that portal that she opened. Right. Um, but, um, you know, that this whole storyline is centered around Zelina having killed Marion. Yes. Um, so I think this is like the whole turning. I mean, the whole fulcrum yeah of this season and not, yes and not only that but it also completely opens up uh the possibility for robin and regina to have their happy ending oh yes all. i mean that's a that's a given now i yeah. mean um, so because i mean i'm sure i'm not the only one who was a little bit torn about the fact that well suddenly his wife came back from the dead and Gee, what's you know, what's a guy to do? Yeah, but Maid Marion and Robin Hood have to be together, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah, that's so, the deal. Yeah, I mean, there was that that whole thing about you know that little annoying little detail right. called marriage, right? But not just that, but I mean, Maid Marion. Mm -hmm. You know that. Eh. I know, and I this is this is one area where I do take issue a little bit. I feel like, okay, fine, mess with the stories a little bit. That's fine. I get that, but don't mess with the you know the classics so-called like you have to have um you know cinderella with her whoever her fella is and aurora and philip and you know robin hood and maid marion right those two go together like you but can't see, screw with that now that maid marion is no longer with us right now it's cool he could move on exactly right and this and i i'm still wondering exactly where um, where in this whole entire storyline, at what point was Regina seeing him in the bar? Where did that fall exactly? Was that pre-Marion, post-Marion? You know, I mean, obviously it wasn't post-Marion because she's the one who killed Marion. But, you know, I just, I wonder, I'm like how, and that's another thing that has kind of bothered me for a little bit. Like they're totally messing with the whole, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Let's hand wave that away. Might have been pre and it might have been fate that but, they did not meet in the yeah. bar. I mean, it had to have been pre because she was way younger then. And yeah. she wasn't obviously really she the killed. queen, queen, queen. No, yet. she wasn't the evil queen yet. Right. Because she was I still did, about to. I did air to, quotes just so you know. The air quotes. Queen, queen, queen. queen. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, she, I don't think she, maybe she was, I, obviously it's post, um, oh, 
I'm so terrible at the names. It's post stable boy. Yes. Obviously. But David? I think David, I think. No, no, David is charming. Yes, David is charming. All right. Let me get a IMDB then. Um I don't remember yeah, his name it, either. He was only I, in a couple episodes. I know. He's just he's that actor from um Gosh, okay. I can't remember that either. Brain. I know. I need to turn on my brain. We know from a lot Nikita. of little things. Nikita, yes. Uh, he's that guy from Nikita is who he is. And now he's obviously that guy. He's Aaron on 12 Monkeys, okay? Oh, yes. So, you know, that that's who he is right now. He's not that stable boy from Once Upon a Time anymore. He's Aaron from 12 Monkeys. Anyway, so it's post that guy. But I think it's like maybe just newly married Regina who hasn't quite, you know, gone from I'm just a little unhappy to total and complete misery and must have revenge. It looked like he might have been Thief Robin. Yeah. Drinking in the bar. Yeah. Not yet owning the bar. Married to Marion. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. So in any case sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. Um, (laughs) I get where you were going with that. Um, So yeah, I think that was really not only the the uh, linchpin, the the game changer moment. It was the game changer, game changer, right? Um, and uh, I put this sound clip in my soundboard just for the whole Zelina thing. Let's hear it. Because I think that's what she was saying to him when he put the knife in her. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna have to I haven't had time yet but I'm gonna have to go back and you know look and see if they actually did put that green I mean I know her that the the the, um, oh god I'm not I'm having a brain fart Um, (laughs) the, the mist that went into the portal was green right? I believe so yes. But did it like go into her go into Emma's face like that and all that I mean was it exactly like that or did they edit it for this episode and see that's also what I was thinking that I couldn't quite remember but it seemed like I remember seeing that mist go off somewhere and doing something yeah I'm gonna have to go back and I know they they edited the part with Marion because that wasn't in you know where she killed Marion obviously Right. But, but, you know, they did leave her alone. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. And that, I mean, see, that part fits. Like, that's something where you're you're not thinking, like, scratching your head going, wait a second. It's like they're basically, and I really like it when TV shows do, do this. They show you something that happened off screen that you didn't see before, but they show it to you and here it is and look how seamlessly it fits in. Right. I like that when that kind of stuff happens. And by the way, his name was Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. You're welcome. And his the actor's name is Noah Bean. Okay. Also known as that guy from Nikita and Aaron from Twelve Monkeys. Okay. And I'm Twelve sure Monkeys other things was too. Awesome. Oh, totally awesome. <laughs> we watched too many things. Way. We were talking about that before we started recording. Yes. Like it's really too much that's really healthy for any one person. <laughs> or even two. Even two. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so that was crazy good. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, this is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is how good it is. I can't even think right. Um, no, I, I watched. 
one of the notes I put into the note document was I watch a lot of serialized shows and I know, you know, this one has huge arcs and I know it has like the monster of the week, but it's, it's arc based, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, I watch shows like person of interest and other things like this. And it is kind of case of the week and in case of person of interest, it's person of interest of the week, but it also has arcs. Like mm-hmm. big arcs right now. There's Samaritan right. and, you know. Oh, don't give anything away. I haven't watched no, it No, I'm yet. not. You okay. know Samaritan. Uh, I. Um, okay, don't worry about it. That doesn't no. give anything away. <laughs> um, so anyway. It's a show I plan on picking up very soon. Okay. Um, well, it, that's not giving anything away to you. I'll probably forget by the time I watch it. Okay, no worries. <laughs> so um, Person of Interest as well. It's, a, it's an arc-based show. Um, yeah. Even if there is a person of the week sort of thing. Um, Castle has little mini arcs, even mm-hmm. though it's a case of the week. Yes. Um, and I dig that sort of show much more than a sort of CSI, you know, self-contained. Yeah. Any of yeah. those shows. Um, Although sometimes NCIS will throw a whole, you know, like a season arc out there. And it's kind of like, what? Sure. But, I mean, that's okay. But mm-hmm. it's, it's not consistently it's not- serialized. Right, it's Whereas, not their shtick. Right, and and I think Once Upon a Time is consistently that way. Yes, um, I agree. And so this is one of those shows that it surprises me, but not like, oh, I can't believe that they did that. It's like, I can't believe they did that again. Yeah. Because every season it really, it turns my head. Like last season it was, you know, this could have been a season, a series finale. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, they, uh, they left Storybrooke, you know, they, they went back <laughs> to the Enchanted Forest, left it, and then, you know, Emma went back off to New York City. That could have been, you know, wrapping yes. up the series completely in, in a nice little bow. And, you know, but they didn't, they used it to kind of reboot a little bit, but not right. really reboot. And and it's twists like that where they can kind of start things back up and freshen the show up. Yes. That really, really turn me on to the show and keep me really really embroiled in the story yes i completely agreed it's like we have one brain exactly and so (laughs) this whole zelina thing it 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 makes you look back on all these other plot points and say that fits everywhere yeah and i i love that it's like hey remember this thing that happened a little while ago well we're gonna do it this way now or something right you know like we're gonna we're gonna circle back around to that and Right. And we're going to bring it back. Kind of like completing the circle, I guess, sort of. Exactly. I, I agree. I totally, I thought that this was, I mean, I'm just, you know, you're, sometimes you're kind of watching the show and you're like, where are they going? What's going on with this? What are they doing? Right. And when you look at this whole um, Zelina being added to the story, it's it's kind of like, um, I think you wrote it in here that, or maybe you said it before when we were talking, that this is sort of this is why Rumpelstiltskin or Gold or whatever you want to call him is doing the things that he's doing yep. basically he's is doing because, all this because of Zelina yes because she told him hey I'm gonna give you this elixir of the wounded heart stuff so that your heart that's uh gone bad because of all the dark deeds will not kill you 
Mm-hmm. So you need to write me into your happy ending or include me is, in your happy ending stuff. And this is the the first <clears throat> domino. Yes, exactly. And so everything because, else that's happened since then is because of that. Right. And if you, you know, you you can remember back to, okay, so this is why he, you know, this is most likely why he hooks up with um, Ursula and then with uh, Cruella. And I mean, the second time not the first time right obviously and then they go and get maleficent and they you know he convinces them that they need to get back into storybrook and he is pretending to be that professor who knows all this stuff about that thing and blah blah for (laughs) bell which i'm like how did they not know that or suspect i just whatever anyway exactly and it also ties into the whole you know robin hood and regina thing so that is a as a nice dovetail with back to her original I hate you Regina die 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 right thing so it's uh, it's just brilliant writing I think and uh again it's just something that really makes me fall in love with this show hard yeah <laughs> every time that happens yes so that's but... why we brought up the game changer moment early so that we could talk about that craziness I know for sure but then there are things that make me shake my head and face palm and ask them, <laughs> why, why, why are you doing this to me? Why are you hurting me so? And I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say I agree with you on this. So go ahead. <laughs> like, why are they constantly rewriting their history? Like, do they not understand that there are those of us out here who, I mean, some of us probably even have their own very own timeline on the wall. Of their house or something. I don't have a timeline, but I remember things like, gee, didn't Stillskin and Robin Hood already meet previously in a different episode early on in the series when he was played by a different actor in an episode in season two called Lacey? Actually, they and, got to know each other quite well. Yeah, and didn't didn't Rumpelstiltskin actually uh, torture Robin Hood for trying to steal from him and threaten to flay him alive, basically, or peel off his skin or whatever? Yep. And didn't he uh, get set free, Robin Hood, that is, get set free by Belle, and then Rumpelstiltskin kind of figures out his feelings for Belle when she convinces him not to kill him outright and yada, yada, yada. I mean, didn't that happen, yep. you think? And then he and so- keeps Robin Hood's bow and arrows yeah and so that's where robin hood so we see in this episode we see where he got the bow and arrow but i'm like but he already had the bow and arrow when he met rumpelstiltskin in that other episode where he was stealing the wand because marion was dying right who actually was played by the same actress yes so i just i'm like you know okay so kind of get the feeling that they were sort of trying to hand wave it away. So here's and- the deal. He met Rumpelstiltskin earlier than that in his pub. Supposedly. But then later he broke in and Rumpelstiltskin didn't recognize him. Yeah. Or something. Because what? He was using the six-leafed clover. Oh, was he? Us. Well, okay. See... This is where I'm like, okay, maybe they're expecting us to hand wave this away because at the very end, um, yeah, he says he has. Robin the says, "I have the six leaf clover of Oz. If he ever sees Rumpel again, I'm going to use it." And so, are, is that are they trying Still. to use that to explain why it was a different actor? 
Still, that's a big face palm. That's a huge leap because, like, even if even if you, I mean, if it, if it goes either way, if the events of this of Heart of Gold happen before Lacey or if they happen after, neither of them, I can't reconcile either of those instances in my head. If it happened before, then wouldn't he be like, hey, weren't you that guy who tortured me? And if it happened after, wouldn't Gold be like, hey, aren't you that guy that was supposed to go to Oz and get that thing? But there's no mention of either of those instances in either of these scenes. Well, he would know when he saw Marion. Yeah. At the very least, when he was going to shoot him. Yeah, exactly. And so. I mean, I just whether or not, you know, they're trying to indicate that he was disguised when he went and stole the, the wand, nevertheless, he should have... Yeah, there's a big plot hole just, there. Big, huge, and I just, I mean, you know, like you do one thing. It's like you push me away and then you pull me back in. Right. It's like you do these things that I love so much and then you just treat me so bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're so know. wrong when you try now, and for, you for, know, discount my intelligence this way. <laughs> for writers that are so brilliant on one hand, that was kind of weak. Although... Yeah. That is a small po- plot point compared to the big plot point. So, yeah, I can forgive them that sin. Mm. Um, it's still niggly, sort of. Uh, I don't like when they change. Uh, but I, I know you don't like Sean McGuire as much as you like Tom Ellis, who played Robin Hood before. Yeah, I personally like Sean McGuire more. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, but. Uh- you know, that's just a personal preference thing. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, I don't have anything against him per se. It's just I, when I saw the guy, Tom Ellis, who played Robin Hood in Lacey, I thought he is the perfect Robin Hood. And yeah. then they replaced him with this other guy who didn't really look anything like him at all, to be honest. No, they look and completely I, different. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I, I mean, you could do one of two things. You could try and get a guy who looks very similar and so that everyone is scratching their head thinking, is that the same guy? Or you can just go completely opposite. And just and, pretend. And yeah, and just go with it. And just, right. you know, hand wave, hand wave. But, and then do what they, I'm, I'm assuming that's what they mean, is he had the disguise thing. Yeah, and, you know, I guess. But then, yeah, but then you have to think, okay, well, why was he still using that disguise when he was meeting up with Marion? I know. Mm. I know. Anyway, whatever. Okay, we'll just hand wave that away. But yeah. still, it's irritating. It's like, I get it. Please treat me as though I am a smart person, is right. what I want to say to the writers. But I do have to say, <laughs> in this episode, Sean McGuire and Will Travel as Will Travel. Will Travel. Yeah. I don't know how you say that. Traval. I'm sorry. Travel. Who knows? Sheriff um, of not- <laughs> As the sheriff and Robin were amazing. Yeah. Um, they do an amazing job as those characters. Uh, Will Travall is... He's, he's quite so funny. Good. <laughs> yes, he was, he was really funny in this episode. Oh my, I'll flag the barkeep, you find us a table. Like, <laughs> yes. It's completely empty. That was... that was. I that know, was he's so snarky. I know, I was like, man, you're such a jerk, but I kind of like it a little bit. I know. Well, I but, liked him in, in Lacey as well, in a yeah. in a in an actory way, you know, not like if I met him... Yeah. In the dark alley, I would like him. I mean... Oh, no, yeah, no, heavens no. <laughs> but then again, here's another, I mean, another thing, and I guess you can also kind of hand wave this away by... So in Lacey, the sheriff sheriff of Nottingham is telling Gold that Robin stole his one true love, who obviously is Marion. Um, okay, okay, well, 
was that was he lying on purpose or is that one of those we're changing the story thing you know I mean we'll mm-hmm. never know but at the same time I'm like just a completely different you know and I guess what bothers me about it is there's absolutely no acknowledgement of the previous events right you know of no indication that and uh, you can't go back and reinsert these things into I mean okay folks time travel has not yet happened don't right. be disappointed it's just the way it is right. so they can't go back and change their own story timeline they can't reinsert you know they can't insert scenes into Lacey explaining scenes that happened here but I would be more okay with it if they somehow acknowledged the things that happened or made it so that they could acknowledge the things that happened in um, uh, the previous episode. But apparently, you know, this, this, these, these things are supposed to have happened before Lacey is what I right. think we are to assume. So yes. I guess it would be really hard to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, then you know, then do something else because I'm not that dumb. I'm going to recognize that these two things don't go together. Right. One of these things is not like the others. Exactly. It's exactly what I was thinking. In my One head. of these things just isn't the same. <laughs> now, Karen, that was a little bit too sing-songy for me. In joke. Um, yeah, I, I completely anyway. agree with you on that. Um, All right. So I am going to try not to harp on it and move on. But now here's one of my nits. And it's a small one, but, um, you know, there are kids that watch this show. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my things is he he comes out and says, when we steal for others, it makes us a hero. Yeah. Um, No, it doesn't. Makes you a thief. What now? (laughs) And you're breaking the law. Right. And uh, no. That does not make you a hero. So, um, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of twisting the rob th- rob from the ripped. Rob from the ripped to the poor. Yes, yes, he's that kind thing. of twisting the whole idea of stealing from the rich to give to the poor. Right. And you know, I understand that was a big, huge. That was, I mean, that is the central tenet of Robin Hood's story, and the idea behind it is that the government is being so oppressive that they're they are basically stealing everyone's money to live as fat cats. I get it, you know. But again, please remember these are legends and fairy tales, and it's not the same now. Right. So, but yeah, and, again, using the word hero, I I kind of take issue with that. Right. And I understand what you're talking about. And um, I. That caught me the minute I watched it. And then I saw Chris Tipton's feedback and he said the exact same thing. And I was like, uh, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, I think, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think they need to be careful when they start, when they throw words around like hero and, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that... If they had used the language more directly with robbing from the rich to give to the poor, then I probably would have been okay with it. But again, that doesn't necessarily make you a hero. It just makes you maybe not as bad of a guy as you might have been. Correct. So. It, it's, stealing is never good. No. Never. Even from the rich. Even for not selfish reasons. Correct. It's always bad. You're never a hero. Right. Never. Um, and. 
you know, this, I mean, this goes back to, I kind of talked about this a little bit in my um, last podcast about The Walking Dead. There are social contracts and personal property is one of those social contract things where if you, if people don't agree upon the idea of personal property, then it, it can't exist. The idea of personal property can't exist because then anybody can just go and take whatever they want to at any point in time because right. anyway. Right. So yeah, thought. the, you know. Cats and dogs living together in mass hysteria. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I make a lot of movie and TV references. So that's okay. Uh, yeah. I totally get it. So that was my one of my big nits. And uh, it was nice to see that someone else caught that, Chris. And uh, yeah, uh, it really bugged me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I still am not in love with it. So can we just not ABC? Yeah. Uh, can we not romanticize that? so much uh i'm not in love with that so yeah well i think unfortunately i think that they are romanticizing a few too many things for my liking in this particular season um and i will uh point back to the whole um okay now we know that it wasn't really marion but at the time it was marion and so it's just you know the whole like okay Robin Hood is married to another woman, but he's still hooking up with Regina. And I understand that that is not everyone's particular morality. But at the same time, I feel like if you make a commitment to a person, a thing or whatever, you should kind of fix that or, you know, end that or wrap it up, take care of it, do whatever you're going to do before you start moving on to another. Oh, yes. Commitment. That's definitely a slippery slope there. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, although, you know, they do romanticize it as true love and they did it also with Charming and and Snow. Yes, they did. So, yeah. And and they, you know, they make it so it's like, oh, well, he's not really married to her because it's not real. But right. It's storybook marriage, not actual marriage. Right. So, you know, that's kind of a gray area as well I think yeah and that yeah that one was totally uh I mean a super gray like a large swath of gray area right because I mean technically they were from the enchanted forest and they were married in the enchanted forest but you know it's just technically technically well I mean you know it's it's just you know just it depends on what you mean (laughs) yes I know (laughs) Is it, that there's a lot of gray in the show, and oh yeah. On one hand, I really like that because nothing is black and white white in real life. Yes, so that's I very agree. cool. But I don't like when they say things like "when we steal for others, it makes us a hero," especially when there's kids that watch this. Yeah, and it's Disney, and you don't think that Disney would really make that a thing for kids. So yeah, it's just my thing. Well, I, I mean, you know, Disney sometimes they do more than one questionable thing. Yes. Oh, yes. But, <laughs> I um, I guess I would say my other my my other big huge thing about the whole. I'm not. I don't really understand the way, or I should say, I don't know what they're doing with the whole. Um, the author is going to write us a happy ending thing. I don't. I want to know where they're going with this. I hope they go somewhere that 
I can reconcile in my brain because I feel like the whole the whole time that they've been doing this show, they have focused on your actions and what your actions, um, like the consequences of your actions, what your actions mean, how your actions affect you as a person and other people and all this kind of stuff. And suddenly we are doing a complete 180 and saying, well, it doesn't matter what our actions are or what we have done in the past or what kind of consequences we might have to face. We are going to just have this one all-powerful author person rewrite that and make us have our happy endings. I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I don't really like that aspect or that idea about um, yeah, basically of these these so-called villains, you know, I mean, I, I appreciated how they did it with Ursula because she actually, you know, according to the story that they created for her, she was not actually a villain in the beginning. She just had some bad things happen to her and she was able to, um, sort of course correct, I guess, if you will. And so she actually didn't need the author at all to create her happy ending. She was able to, um, uh, reconcile with her father and la di da, and that's it. Right. So you she know, made her own happy ending. Right, and I don't, and I, and I just, I'm very, I was very, very happy when, um, when Gold said, <clears throat> excuse me, when Gold said um, that he, when he basically admitted to, um, to Robin that he the things that he did wrong and that he says basically he had happiness and that he couldn't recognize it and he didn't want a reminder because uh robin was trying to give him something that neil had he said he didn't want a reminder of the fact that what caused him to let his son go was that he was a coward and i honestly think that at that point in time in the story this is pre you know getting the author to fix my happy ending kind of a stuff, I guess. I don't know. Although Robin did say something about him looking for the author before that, but he kind of has acknowledged that it's his own mistakes and actions and things that have led him to this point in his life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he couldn't, I mean, every, I'm sure every single person and I'm going to say everybody, even though you're not supposed to say everybody because there could be that one person out there. Anyway, I think everyone probably has watched this show and said, Rumpelstiltskin, you idiot. There is Belle right in front of you. She is your happy ending. You know, yes, you lost your son, but here's this woman who loves you despite your faults. And you keep doing these things because you can't let go of the power. And I kind of, I appreciated him actually recognizing that a little bit, that he couldn't he couldn't recognize the happiness that he had in front of him and he made mistakes. And basically those mistakes led to him being exiled from uh, Storybrooke. But then, and it kind of makes me like, I mean, but again, I don't know. It seems like he was already kind of planning on trying to get this author to write him a happy ending. And I just, I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way. Every time they talk about this author doing this thing to write them the happy ending. He had already had his happy ending. Yeah, made for him. He had made and, his own happy ending, and then he yeah. self self sabotaged, screwed it up, and <laughs> well, and not only that, but it's like how you can't, you know, just I completely lost my train of thought. 
sorry. It's okay. I probably made you lose it, right? No, you didn't. I was, I had it. I was on the tip of my tongue and then it just went. Um, he, they just, oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just thought of it again. Basically they are by having this, this idea of the author going, you know, author writing the villains, a happy ending. They're basically trying to negate all of their actions and just wipe away the consequences pretty much. And I am a big firm believer of actions have consequences and both good and bad. I mean, consequences is not inherently negative because there are good consequences as well as bad consequences to anything that anyone does in their life. And I feel like up to this point, up to this, you know, this whole author changing everything storyline that once upon a time has been very good about showing the actions and consequences thing like for example with Zelina and the fact that she just couldn't get over her jealousy is pretty much what turned her into the Wicked Witch because she could not get past her feelings of jealousy and those those feelings um, directly led to you know directly resulted in this uh, you know the green skin and all that kind of stuff so and now suddenly it's like, well, that stuff doesn't matter. We're going to have this guy come in. He's going to just write the story and we're all going to get our happy ending, blah, blah, right. blah stuff. Just well, like, really? This isn't, this doesn't have anything to do with the spoilers, just so you know. Uh, I won't say anything in the main part of this podcast that I know about, um, that I have any foreknowledge about. Um, I am speculating on this, but I think that probably the enchanted pen will only do things that are fated to happen. So if he writes a page in there, it won't write it unless the book and the pen allow it. You know, like the author isn't all seeing and all knowing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the bad guy can't just say, Hey, write me a happy ending. And it happens yeah. or else all the bad guys would rule everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking that, you know, depending on your balance of good and bad, that is only how good the book can make you. Yeah. I mean, I I can see that to a certain extent, but that doesn't explain the events of the previous episode or maybe it wasn't the previous episode, the events of the episode where I think it was the previous one actually, because that's where we actually met the author. And I knew immediately I was like, that guy is not a good guy because yeah. that actor never plays good guys. No, he doesn't. He plays <laughs> weaselly guys always. Poor guy. I know. Right. Well, I mean, they met, they meet, they randomly meet this peddler on the road and he, he basically manipulates the events to be how he wants them to be. And the, and the way that they were talking was that he, he wasn't he does not want to just record the things that happen he wants to influence them a certain way to make it a better story right is what i am understanding about this um this author and i guess it's the pen that allows him to do that so to me i feel like based on that that he he can write them into things that you know, whatever they want or whatever, because he or he can manipulate events to happen that way 
because the, you know, the sorcerer's apprentice comes and says, hey, man, why'd you do that? That wasn't, that wasn't cool. You're, you're violating. Not cool. Yeah, you're violating. Yeah, but there's obviously some kind of checks and balances. Yeah, well, there's that. And then who's writing the story after the author disappears and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I just want them to wrap it up in a really good way. But I, I'm just not down with this whole actions having no consequences thing. Well, kind of. I do have faith that there will be, (laughs) because the whole underlying thing is that the good guy always wins, and Mm. I think that they're going to stick with that. I hope so. And even if that is Regina and Rumpel in this case, because they have been the victims here, then I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. they're they're both being forced to do things that they they are Maybe. yeah. Well, gold <laughs> a little less, obviously, but Regina yeah. is really a victim here. Yeah. Well, and that's why I was impressed at the very end when she says, I will not help you turn Emma dark or whatever she says. And then Gold says, oh, really? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And then the episode ends. And I'm like, I really, 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 I'm, I don't want the wishy-washy Regina back and forth thing again. I'm really liking the whole sticking with the being good thing and the... You know, the bouts of snapping at um, Geppetto and then coming back and saying, I'm really sorry, you know, kind of a thing. Like, I feel like she's making good strides towards being a good person. I don't want her to revert, right. you know, and I I kind of have been a little, there's another um, Once Upon a Time uh, podcast that I also listen to and they talk about Regina going undercover and how it has been concerning. And I kind of understand that a little bit. I mean, it's kind of like, I think to a certain extent, um, Regina going undercover with the with the evil queens of darkness or whatever they're called, that it's almost like sending an alcoholic to a bar and saying, <laughs> "Of course, you know, okay, you're gonna you're gonna go undercover and it's at a bar. Good luck." Right, you're dangling <laughs> that carrot. Yeah, and I just I'm like I really, 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 really want her to stay strong. I really want her to to resist and not because I think honestly the and who was it it was it was a it was Ariel who said you guys just give up when you can't take the easy road to get what you want or whatever you got to work for it a little bit and I think that Regina is sort of discovering that and I want her to try and work for it to you know come up with a different way to save Robin rather than just going along with the bad plan you know I mean and I think um, part of what makes the heroes the heroes is that they recognize that there's more than one way to skin a cat, so to speak, mm-hmm. that you can't you don't necessarily have to just do what the bad guy is telling you you have to kind right. of a thing. So and I really want that for her because I'm, I really enjoy her character. I really, really like Lana Perea. I think she is oh, pretty so amazing. I know. I just every time she's in that like almost drag queen get up with the you know stuff oh, yeah and the i'm like all the is... weird headdresses yeah yes! i'm like this is so awesome i love her so much so yeah she's she's cool i really like her i like her character arc a lot i mean she's almost more interesting well i would say she definitely is more interesting than what's going on with the charming because i don't even want to talk about that because just it'll just irritate me <laughs> i know and i like her as a good guy 
I do too. I wasn't because, sure I would, but I really do. Yeah, I feel like she's earned it is the thing, you yeah. know? Yeah, she's worked for it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to be good now. Right. It's like, no, she's still struggling. And that's what I appreciate, honestly. It's, you know, it's like that flawed hero thing mm-hmm. that are, is so appealing because people see or are able to see a little bit of themselves in this person because they're not just perfect. Right. You know, she has things that she struggles with, too. You know, she wants to just storm in there and blow the shop apart and give me what I want. Right. You know, threaten a child. But then she's like... Oh, gee, that wasn't really a good thing to do. So she goes back and apologizes. I mean, true villains don't do that. Right. Now, so, as much as I like Snow and Charming, which I do, <laughs> they're kind of Boy Scouts. Yeah. They're the Supermans of this story. Right. And sometimes that can get a little tiring. It, it can. But at the same time, I feel like, and I have said this before about other shows, but I do not like it when... When a show does not come by something honestly or when they don't organically create something, I feel like they have thrown this like just completely out of left field thing with the whole um, stealing the, you know, stealing Maleficent's baby thing and the crazy whatever stuff. Where did that come from? And would the charmings that we know and have known from the whole series to date, would they really have done that back in the Enchanted Forest? I kind of you know, want to know where that's going. Yeah, I mean, I understand that the Charmings have kind of entered a little bit. They've got a little bit more gray in their lives also after having come to Storybrooke and have all this stuff happen to them. But their Enchanted Story or their Enchanted Forest lives have pretty much always been the straight, narrow hero. Thing, I think even when um, Snow was being the you know the the outlaw bandit whatever sure Snow she still was she was raging against the machine pretty much so she was still in her you know all her righteous glory or whatever she was but crusading now, yeah exactly and uh, against the evil queen I mean who doesn't you know who doesn't recognize that as a hero right but now I just I'm like I don't I, understand this whole stealing the baby and, and where does and putting, it fit. Yeah, putting all the evil in there, and why are they doing this with the... I don't get it. Yeah, right now, I wouldn't say a square peg in a round hole. I would say more of an oval peg in a round hole, because it does kind of fit with the Emma being gray thing. Yeah. Um, But I'm not getting it right now. So, whereas the other part is just brilliant with the Zelena... Uh, Robin Hood, Regina Gold storyline. That is yes. brilliant. Um, that other stuff, I'm still wondering where it fits in. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Um, there wasn't much of that in this one, so. I know. It was just at the very beginning, remember Emma's mad at her parents. Yep. That's it. Moving on. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, though, we're talking about the, the Zelina stuff. I really, really, really liked her in um, in this episode. Oh, she I was kind so of, good. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes I was kind of wishy-washy. I was like, she's kind of a whiny, annoying little girl in some of the past episodes that she was in. But in this one, it was sort of hilarious when he starts coding in the bed and she's like, wait, you can't die. And then she says, when he's, you know, got the breathing tube or whatever, she says, Something about, I, you know, you can't die because I'm not done telling you about my evil plan. And I, I was like, 
That is so awesome. I mean, she's totally just. Here's what's great about it is that she's sitting here, she's monologuing, but nothing bad happens to her because she's monologuing. Right. And so that's kind of like, it's a twist. And I really liked it because usually, you know, when the villain starts monologuing, that's when the, the, uh, the heroes get the upper hand. Right. That's but, when the hero pulls out the gun and shoots them or gets yeah, away or whatever. Yeah, because they're, they're, you know, opining about their evil plan. Right. And that's their weakness. Yeah. And but it, no. Yeah. Typically it backfires, but nope, this time she's like cackling i'm i'm not done telling you my evil plan and you know the part there was a part i really liked when you know he was coding now i guess like is a strong word but um (laughs) he's coding right because she's she's uh you know uh pressing on his breathing tube and uh you know she's monologuing as you said and uh (laughs) oh you can't die yet and you know the the thing's you know, flatlining, and they rush in, and she, immediately she turns. Oh, oh please, please help, help him! Yeah, that was totally oh awesome. God. Oh, that was that was before the breathing tube. She was. Oh, was that before the breathing tube? Yes, he okay. got the breathing tube because of that. Um, or breathing tube. She is basically. She's kind of. It's a stress-induced um, code, I think, mm, because mm. she's. She's like, okay. ha ha ha. Yeah, and then I've after. got this, you know, I've got the blah blah blah, and you can't do anything about it. Neener, neener, neener. Right. And so he's like, and I can't remember everything that she's saying, but she's basically just like taunting him, viciously taunting him. And so he basically has another heart attack, I guess, because mm. she's and like, codes. it's a stress, you know, okay. stress induced thing. And so. And then after like, he wakes up, she does. The she's thing like, with the, yeah. She does. She starts kind of she fiddling with it. Him. You, can, you can tell that he's like, ow, 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 ow. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, oh man, she's so good, Rebecca Mater. Yeah, so good, so much. She's amazing. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. She she had some questionable acting episodes when she was on before, but this episode, uh, impeccable. Yeah, and she and she had like a brief, a brief, very brief flash of some of those things that kind of drove you a little crazy when she made that one little face. I can't remember what she was saying at the time, but she made a little face about like, oh, she's probably talking about Regina and you know, you're going to give me my happy ending, writing me into my happy ending, whatever kind of thing. And it was kind of, it was sort of, like I said, it was a very brief flash of those things that you didn't like. And I, I personally think that she's brilliant. And when I see actors or actresses who I know have, have done wonderful things and other things that I've seen, I have to say it must be either writing or directing that is giving me the lackluster performance that I'm mm-hmm. witnessing, you know? So I don't, maybe just some of those episodes weren't really as strong as uh, they could have been or something. I don't know, but yes, th- absolutely awesome. Flawless in this episode. In this episode. Yeah. And totally loved it. The actress who plays Marion, I am also similarly somewhat, uh, ambiguous on her, but I think she had the mannerisms down pat of, mm-hmm. of Rebecca Mater. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They must have gotten together and kind of worked that out. Yeah, or maybe she like you know binge watched all of those episodes. Or something. <laughs> maybe just to, just to get the whole did a great job. I mean, for yeah, the two was. actresses getting together and doing mm-hmm. those uh, those parts. I mean, it was just those really good. Wahaha moments. So. Uh, yeah, that was good. So I guess that does it for our discussion of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we went long. Yeah. 
We so, did. Um, I mean, there are other things I could talk about. But sure. I mean, eh. we could go probably another hour on it, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, we didn't really even talk about Oz, but no, we you didn't. can uh, send in your feedback and tell us what you guys think about yeah, Oz, Will and stuff that we left Anna out. and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I think we covered the important parts, though. We did. Okay, so. Yeah, let's get into feedback. our listener feedback. Yes. Listener feedback. Okay. So the first one is from Justina. I'm going to go ahead and play her audio. Is right here. Hi, Justina. Here's your audio. Oh. Hi, this is Justina for Beyond Storybook. I give this episode 8 out of 10 six-leafed clovers. If there was a contest on whose heart was the darkest in Storybook, I guess Rumpelstiltskin would win. His heart is so dark, it doesn't even want to beat anymore. I don't believe that <laughs> Regina will choose Robin over Emma, even though she loves Robin very much. Because I don't think Regina would do anything that would cause her son pain. And Emma going dark would definitely cause Henry pain. So if Regina does anything evil, it will be for the good of the whole because she knows that Robin is a man of honor and if she gets her happy ending by evil means she won't get her happy ending at all quote of the week I think goes to Zelina yeah I switched the vials it won't help your heart but it will help you if you have cold and flu symptoms <laughs> don't worry it's non-drowsy have a magical week yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. I like that one, too. Just, again, all part of the awesomeness that is the Zelina character. Yeah. Because, obviously, that was delivered by Marion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, wonderful. Uh, yeah, thanks, I think Justina. she made a very good point about, um, I didn't really think about this, so thank you, Justina, about um, uh, Regina would not ever do anything to cause Henry pain and Emma turning dark would definitely cause Henry pain. So I, I, I agree. She is first and foremost, a mother. Yes. She loves Robin. Yes. He is her happy ending that she really wants. But as far as she's concerned, Henry is her son and she would not ever do anything to hurt him. So I agree. And well, she has two happy endings. Yeah. One of them is Robin, and the other one is her son. And yeah. she would pick her. She would pick Henry over. That would be yeah. her happy ending. Yeah, any day of the week and twice on Sundays. That's right. So, so thanks, Justina. You made me feel a, better. Once upon a time. Yeah, exactly. Literally airs on, on Sundays. Sundays. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Our next. Um, our next feedback is from I. Okay. I. I think her name is Eliana Ailey, Harris. I'm going to go with Eliana Harris. I'm so sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. I usually am pretty good about names. But anyway, Ms. she Harris. says, yes, well, yes, very good. Miss Harris. She says, <clears throat> this was a great episode. Love Robin Hood's backstory. I knew that Maid Marian was, was Zelina in disguise. I can't with Rumple. He's so bent on keeping his powers that he doesn't see he can have a happy ending with Belle and probably keep his powers if he just does it the hard way instead of the easiest way. So happy Regina is sticking up for Emma, but will she choose Emma or Robin? It's nice to see how Robin and Will met, but I'm beginning to wonder if this 
is the Will who didn't meet Anna yet and this about his sister and that's why he's here? The writers have said that someone in town knows the author. What if Cruella is that person and she manipulated him to get the Charmings to meet the apprentice to her advantage, but it didn't turn out how she planned since in the promo she's hell-bent on keeping her secret. I'm probably alone in this, but I'm annoyed that Emma is more mad at her parents for lying to her than the fact that they stole a child from their mother, <laughs> from from the its mother, whatever, yeah. the child's mother, even if they were mani- manipulated or not. Now she knows how it feels when she lied to Henry about his father, and because of that, he really didn't get a chance to uh, really know him. Yeah. I am. I, you are not alone, um, Eliana or Miss Harris. Elena. What, I'm sorry. I'm going to uh, stumble I, over that. I think it might be Elena, but I'm not Elena, sure. Elena, Eliana, Miss Harris. You are not alone, Miss Harris. Uh, I am also a little irritated with the Emma being so mad thing. And I mean, you can really see on her, like the her. She's just looking a little rough <laughs> lately yeah. in these episodes she when she was having that hissy fit about them lying and all that jazz she just i was like man she's looking a little tore up yeah she deserves to be mad at them <clears throat> um definitely but uh i really do think she needs to apply it to herself a little bit yeah definitely well i mean at the same time you know i, I don't know people don't always um she did well, have good reasons. Yeah, I mean, they do things. Okay, what I think that she needs to recognize is that um, Snow and Charming are not doing, or did not do what they did um, as far as not telling her about this little thing out of good intentions for her. They didn't, you know, do it in a... Um, a malicious way they were just trying to protect her and keep her from being hurt and you know blah 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 right. but you know what they say about good intentions right so yeah i get anyway, it anyway you're not alone you are not alone i'm you're annoyed not too. alone okay <laughs> you are never to blame i'm sorry um that's a whole different thing um uh, okay so i'm gonna read this one from chris tipton and he put this on facebook Wow, I'm so impressed. Once Upon a Time has really stepped it up. I think this half of the season has probably been the best stretch the show has ever had. On to my thoughts. Emma, she had a lot of wisdom in the little bit she was in. It was a relief to hear that she was mad at what Snow did to Lily because I kind of thought she was only mad at them for lying to her. The only thing I hated is that she forgave Hook so easily, but yet she's crucifying her parents in pretty much the same situation. Hmm. Mm. Wow, she's in love with Hook. Uh, Jennifer Morrison is acting the heck out of this. Also, those eyes. Uh, Yesterday was her birthday. I'm assuming he means Sunday. Uh, Was her birthday. So it was unfortunate that she wasn't in the episode much, but what she was in was awesome. Rumpel. It was nice to see Rumpel go back to Neil's apartment. I like the twist that Rumpel's evil is slowly killing him in a world without magic. I loved his quip about the doctors having small minds. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to see the elixir make an appearance in our world and get a mention of Walsh and see where he worked. Mm. Rumple is so conniving. The way he pushed Robin to be with Marion, even his own mortality can't sway him. 
I really feel he will never be redeemed. Oh. Mm. Also, I found it hilarious that his heart is literally hollow. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting to see what his happy ending is. I think it may be finding a way to get rid of his dark one powers. Yeah. Robin, so good to finally get his backstory. It was cool that they went way back to even before he was Robin Hood. I like the twist that he already was married to Marion and she worked with him. Before this episode, I didn't really care for them as a couple. And after this episode, I really would chip them. So it's a shame she's dead. <laughs> I loved when the show sort of poked fun at itself when Robin mentioned the self-explanatory name of the elixir. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was cool to see Will and Oz, but I'm tired of the show trolling us. They keep teasing us like they're going to finally tell us what happened to Anna. But no, it was just about his sister. Mm. I'm starting to think we may never find out. I don't even understand why they brought him in. He still yeah. has no purpose. Mm, yeah. He, mm. He's a vehicle. That's all I think. Mm. Um, one thing that confused me, why did Regina need Emma to look Robin up for her if he had a phone with her number? Yeah. Uh, maybe he had her number, but she didn't have his. I was very impressed with the actress who plays Marion. I had never liked her at all before, even found her annoying. But she did great in this episode, especially the part where she comes in Rumpel's room. She played that amazingly. I loved their explanation of why Robin looked differently in season two. Very clever, as was the explanation of how he got his name. Mm. I have issues with Robin saying stealing for someone else makes you a hero. Stealing is wrong no matter what. Amen, Chris. That's my editorial comment. <laughs> uh, Zelina, holy cow. Rebecca Mater <laughs> put, one on, put on one of the best performances I've ever seen in this show. I was completely enraptured in her villainy. I'm so glad she's back and hope she sticks around. It was a relief to finally get an explanation of how she could have stayed cloaked when they left Storybrook. So it was nice to have that addressed. I can't believe she managed to turn Robin away from Regina. It makes me feel better about when Marion just conveniently came down with the frozen heart thing again. It was Zelina's doing to get Robin out of Storybrook. I still can't get over how amazing Zelina was in this episode. She was far better than she ever was in season three. If she keeps this up, she'll become my best villain. Speaking of villains, I'm so disappointed Cruella has taken such a back seat. Mm. Mm. I can't wait for next week because it will be all about her. I love Zelina's plan. Her happy ending is to destroy Regina. I'm not sure how the author could write that. Maybe force him to love Zelina. Who knows? But I can't wait to see what it is. What an episode for the second week in a row. Thanks, Chris. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we are right there with you about Zelina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm right there with you about the stealing thing. Yes. I was glad to see that in your feedback. I was like, yes, someone else. Yes. I agree. I already I had that too. in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, she did. Um, okay. The next uh, little bit of feedback we have is from Faith McQuinn. She says, watched the episode last night and loved it. I knew that Rumpel's ace in the hole was Robin. The only other person that could sway Regina would be Henry, and I just knew Rumpel wouldn't play that card. Robin was already one of my favorite new characters, but he solidified his place at number one for me last night. He is quite possibly the most consistently written character on the show. 
He's good with a horse, he's honorable, and he's not too bad on the eyes. I hope that Regina agrees to help Rumple. Did you see that look on her face shift at the last moment? She's definitely going to say yes. The only way that she can save anyone is if she fully commits to turning the savior. I also think she'll tell Emma what the stakes are, and Emma will agree. I don't remember who said it, but Emma being the savior is the entire reason she'll need to give in and go dark. It's the only way to save everyone truly. In the end, Regina will find a way to bring Emma back and get rid of the other villains. Well, except for Rumpel. Rumpel will never go away. Thankfully. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we'll have to wait until the season finale for Regina and Robin to be reunited. But it will happen. If it doesn't, I may have a very unpleasant summer. Side note. How did Will end up in Oz? And there were a few comments on her Facebook post that said maybe it was the White Rabbit. So... Yeah, interesting. I wondered how he ended up in, in uh, Oz also. That yeah, was one too. thing we didn't really talk about, but I was kind of like, what the heck is this? Well, that story originated in England, and mm. Sherwood Forest was in England, so I'm guessing we could kind of, you know, extrapolate that the White Rabbit was in England, and there was a rabbit hole, and, you know, Maybe. all that stuff. I don't know. I'm wondering, how many fictitious Englands do we have? That was We've a one got- England. Well, we've got the Peter Pan England, and then we've got the, you know... Peter Pan England was earlier than that. Yeah, but it's still all fictitious England. I mean, are these all the same fictitious England, and they're just different? I mean, because they said, they straight out said that um, the Peter Pan stuff, that was... Didn't they about Peter Pan, or was that about Alice in Wonderland stuff? Alice in Wonderland, not Peter Pan. Okay, well, I mean, they straight out said, this is not real world um, London. This is... This is uh, fictional London, basically. Yeah. I'm like, well, how many fictional Londons are we going to have? We're going to have a fictional London, London for Wonderland. We're going to have a fictional London for Sherwood Forest. We're going to have a fictional London for Peter Pan. We're going to have a fictional London for... Well, I'm hoping all of the Londons that have <laughs> so, been on this show are the same are the same London. fictional London? Yes. Because fictional Neil, real world London? <laughs> Neil grew up in our world. Yeah, Peter Pan, fictional London. Right, and the only way that he did not age was to go to Neverland and then he came back and aged in our New York. So he was yeah. alive in that old world London, went to Neverland and then came back into the regular New York. So I think he was in the real London, mm. then went to Neverland and then, because Neverland is another realm. Yeah, it is. So, and I think that um, Rumple also was part of that London. He lived in real world London with mm. his father. They went to Neverland, and that's where he turned and all that stuff. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a whole another topic. Mm. Um, so there we go. Yes, that is the end uh, of our feedback. Yeah, and I don't really know exactly when their feedback deadline is. I don't either. Because um, I don't but, know when they record, but safely, I, I think you could say like maybe Tuesday, early Tuesday. Yeah, I sort of, I don't know. I feel Monday? like, yeah, I feel like they might record on Monday normally, but you guys know when you, when the deadline is. So <laughs> yeah, you do. I'm going to rely on you listeners to already know when the deadline is and that you can just uh, know when and how and I gotta where. I got to say though, seriously? The feedback I saw on the Storybrook page on Facebook was amazing, mm-hmm. and it was quick. 
Yeah. So you guys know when the deadline is. I know for sure. And um, can I get you guys to start watching The Walking Dead? <laughs> well, next fall, right? <laughs> yes. In October. You've got plenty of time to watch the previous five seasons. Binge watch it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this finale was wacko. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Was, Everything uh, came together from the pilot mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. There was a tie from the pilot until this last episode. That was amazing. Yeah. It anyway. was definitely. <laughs> that is a whole nother show. I know. I was going to say, we could uh, we could go down so many rabbit holes. <laughs> Get it? Duh. <laughs> so, how, how can they get us feedback? Well, I'm so glad you asked. They can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback, where they can send us text, audio, or they can use the little speak pipe widget. Or you can or, go on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash beyond storybook, which is where you guys have been writing all this time. So I don't know why I'm even telling you that. Right. <laughs> we, just tell, we just like to tell people stuff they already know. Right. And I am upset with you guys because their Twitter page needs more activity. And their <laughs> Twitter page is O-U-A-T-G-S-M. At O-U-A-T-G-S-M. Go there. Follow it. Write to them. Let's do that. Here's my campaign. Let's do that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Let's do it, man. And then also their golden spiral media forward slash iTunes. You can find all of our podcasts there. And uh, please rate and review whenever you get a chance. So, yes, that's all the ways you can get in contact with us. So here's the dealio. If you don't want to hear spoilers... Can't touch this. Then you need to go. And I hate to say goodbye to you, but if you don't want to hear them, seriously, don't stay. Because these are going to be some heavy-duty spoilers here. I have press access. So (laughs) I have a a few little spoilers for next week. So let's say goodbye to everyone who doesn't want spoilers. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Bye. They all gone? Are they I gone? Think so. All right. So next week, if you're still here. Consider yourself warned. Yeah, you've been warned. Uh, the 19th. It's called Sympathy for the Deville. Want, <laughs> <laughs> want. Yeah, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. In fictional 1920s England. Fictional. See? Fictional London. Again. That's right. Viewers meet a young Cruella whose oppressive mother uses her Dalmatians to terrorize her daughter. (laughs) Cruella is confined to her mother's attic until a mysterious stranger arrives and empowers her to challenge her captor. In Storybrooke, Regina gains leverage to keep Gold from interfering with her plan to rescue Robin, but her trip to New York takes the back seat when she and Emma learn that Cruella has kidnapped Henry on Once Upon a Time. Mm. Now... Mm. Here's the dealio. That is something that you could read anywhere. And there are pictures floating around. But let me tell you something. The stranger that she is with. The mysterious stranger. Is the author. Ooh. That is so juicy. So she is dancing and eating with the author in a, in a flapper outfit. They're dancing. Ooh. They're in a ballroom. 
In fictional England. In fictional England, yes. Now, one of the other pictures also is Henry, and it looks like the author because he's somewhat cropped out of the picture. But it looks like he is being lured out into the forest by um, Hopper's dog, who we know is also a Dalmatian. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is an interesting tie. Yeah, there were the definitely show. some, some, uh, some of that kind of looking stuff in the promo, right? Bits. So, so that's <laughs> it. And then uh, there's some behind the scenes stuff with uh, Henry, and they're showing uh, Cruella in the forest against a, uh, I would say green screen, but in this case it's blue because the forest is green. <laughs> so right. Um, and there's some bits with charming and snow also in the forest. So we're going to see a little bit of them. Uh, but I do think it's very interesting that most of the pictures are showing Patrick Fischler and Victoria Smurfett. And um, that's, it looks like that uh, the author is going to be the stranger that tries to convince her. So it, it does look like that he is trying to manipulate that story. Mm. So there's the big spoiler, guys. More story manipulation. Yep. So he's trying to empower her to challenge her captor. So is he trying to make her into a villain or is he trying to turn her into a hero? I guess we'll find out. Good question. I honestly think that he is all about the interesting story. So Either whatever way. is going to make the best story, that's what he's going to try and do. Mm -hmm. So we'll find out. Uh, right now it looks like they're kind of lovey-dovey. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. There's no hint of that at all in the preview. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. Yes, very interesting. That is that is some juicy stuff there. <laughs> so exciting. I love giving that out. <laughs> so that's what I have. Well, very good. And I, that's uh... all. That's as far as it goes. They only go one episode or I would have given you a little bit more even. Ooh. Um, and uh, they don't have any clips or anything. Sometimes I get to see uh, an episode or two ahead. Sometimes, Ooh. but not this. Not this time, unfortunately. Mm. Sad. I know. But that's all I have for you guys. Um, so I guess we're gonna close everything out. Yeah, we're um, wrap it up. <laughs> made possible by, of course, Golden Spiral Media. Yes, you can visit us and find all kinds of podcasts at goldenspiralmedia.com. Um, you can find my podcast, which is a podcast about The Walking Dead, which is The Walking Dead Talk Through. And you can find Karen's podcast, which is... Well, I, I finished The Witness Prophecies. However, Under the Dome is starting up uh, in a few weeks. So I will mm -hmm. be doing that mm -hmm. um, with Doug Payton. And that'll be fun. Uh, Justina contributes there. We do like a, a newspaper format. It's pretty fun. And it's a cheesy show and and we have fun with it so if you're at all inclined to watch it and and kind of have fun we we kind of poke fun at the show and and uh it's you know give it a shot <laughs> if you're interested <laughs> at all uh that's that's what we're doing this summer at least and i fill in here and there uh, i also will be finishing out the season on gotham undercover so ah there's that too <laughs> very good very good so, and the Witness Prophecies covers... Oh, Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Okay. 
That's I knew that, but I was I don't have sure. my axe sound effect Everyone on me. Yeah, that's okay. Or I would play it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, guys. That's we awesome. are done. Yeah. And uh, we totally appreciate your patience with us while we subbed in for our normal hosts who were um, off doing fun things at the New Media Expo. Yeah, and they're going to find out whether we won some awards tonight, I guess. That's right. Actually, I think they're going to be finding out in a few minutes. That's right. So we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, next time we will just be random listeners like you guys. So (laughs) good night. Bye.